today's Leading Women episode 344 with the wonderful Danielle Tate. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Danielle Tate. Danielle Tate is the CEO and founder of MissNowMrs.com, which specializes in name change after marriage. The idea for MissNowMrs.com came as a direct result of Danielle's personal name change experience. After several trips to government offices and quite a few tears, her and her husband decided there should be a name change service that simplified the entire process for brides and newlyweds nationwide. Danielle is the author of a top-rated Google newlywed blog and a bridal magazine contributor. So women of the world, Ms. Danielle Tate, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Really delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Danielle, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Absolutely. So the idea for Miss Now Misses was sparked by my own personal struggles to change from my maiden name to my married name after I got married. It took me not one, not two, but three trips to get my state driver's license in my married name. And I was so frustrated. I was like, why isn't there something like TurboTax for for married name change? And um, I did some research and looked that there really wasn't anything offered to brides besides a book, which I did not want to read a 280-page book on how to change my name, and a paper kit that supplied a few forms, but not the most specific ones that you needed. So as all entrepreneurs, I took a big breath and decided, is this, is this worth the, the jump and the time commitment? And one of my, my points to all entrepreneurs or soon-to-be entrepreneurs is to make sure that you have a big enough market for your idea. So I checked, and 88.6% of brides in the United States changed their name. And that, to me, was a large enough segment of the population and a segment of the population that I could target with marketing because when you get married, people know and you're able to be targeted by media and by marketing. So with those two facts in hand, I uh, plunged into the world of entrepreneurship. 
Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business, how the idea came about, as well as how you birthed it while it's right now. And it's been a theme here on Today's Leading Women that most often it this idea came about as a result of our own experience, of our own struggle, not finding that solution, but create but instead creating that solution for ourselves. And now we want to help others as well. And this niche that you have carved out, wow, this is something that I've never thought of. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners do. And then I'm glad that you had the, yeah, it, this one, this service out there for uh, for other people who, who can benefit from this. Because I'm, I'm tr- I truly believe that this is an area that is really needed. So thanks for having this out there. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? So other than my personal mishaps, um, I was working in corporate America in medical sales and driving 1,300 miles a week. I was the number one sales rep for a Fortune 500 company and just insanely busy all the time. I had almost no personal time. And so the idea for Miss Now Misses and the concept of condensing 13 hours into 30 minutes as a, in an online service was very intriguing to me in the concept that I would be working for myself and I would have ideas that I could immediately use and implement and build my business around. So the, the trouble that I had, as well as the, the wish to be an entrepreneur and to sort of control my own destiny, were the two main things that inspired me to build Miss Now Misses. Wow, what an inspiring vision or mission that one is to be able to have a business or to create a business that you are able to control your destiny. And I think a lot of us or most of us um, have that in mind, dream about that, creating something that that we can control, that control, not, not having somebody else control our destiny. It's a great perspective. Great that you've shared that one with us. But let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Certainly. Um, one of my, my better traits is, is vision, is looking at an idea and, and being able to ascertain, is this worthy of more research? Is this something, once I've researched it, that should be implemented? Or is this something to back burner or not move forward with? I think it's very easy to get incredibly excited about your own idea and just jump and do it without realizing that it may not pan out, it may not be the idea that makes you successful. Uh, so that, that's definitely one of the traits that has helped me personally in my, in my journey through entrepreneurship. Um, my other great quality is I'm a very genuine person and I like to help people. So I great, get a great deal of personal satisfaction out of saving women 13 hours of hassle and standing in lines at social security and passport agencies when they don't have to. So that helping component of Miss Now Misses is something that feeds into my personality and continues to make me happy throughout the years of the business and through the growing and expansion of the business. And then finally, I'm incredibly tenacious. I work harder than anyone. I may not be the smartest person in the room, but I am the person that will work the hardest in the room. And that has has never failed me yet. Wow, great personal traits or qualities 
that you've just shared with us, um, being resourceful and having that passion to do your own research in your industry, in your niche, and having that, that, uh, that gen- genuine help, wanting to help generally others, wanting to help um, others, wanting to provide a solution for others, and of course, tenacity, being tenacious, being determined to achieve this, to Put this one out there because you know it's going to help others. And the good news is with these qualities that uh, Danielle just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt them in our lives in general. So thanks for sharing. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to your success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I think the the first big, big, and possibly the largest challenge that any any new entrepreneur faces is leaving corporate America or whatever your job may be. Personally, I was you know making six figures, very happy and fulfilled in my career, perhaps a little overworked, but I had to decide, is it worth it? Is this idea big enough? And is it going to be profitable enough? And am I willing to take the personal risk and shock, you know, my managers and my parents and leave all friends and family members shaking their heads saying, you did what? You started your own business? Have you ever done this before? So taking the plunge from corporate America into entrepreneurship before that was in vogue back in 05, 06, actually, um, that, that was a very big challenge for me. Wow, I certainly can relate to you in this aspect because like like you, I came from a corporate background and when I told my, especially my mom, she all she knew is that traditional job, like I am a nurse by profession. And when I told her that I'm jumping into entrepreneurship and then she wouldn't understand what is it about. And it's really, it's really a challenge to, to, to rally behind, to, to get your family or to your loved ones rally behind what you, what you want to do, especially because it's not, not really, for, for me, for example, with me, I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial background. So no one knows about, I mean, this is, this is like a foreign or alien word for us. So it's really a challenge. But then later on, they, they understood what I was passionate about doing. So for our listeners out there, don't be discouraged when, when this happens, you know. And the good news is that when we are sharing our experiences, we learn from each other and we're able to take those lessons and adapt them in our life if we ever experience that. So great lessons and great takeaways with what you've shared. Now, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? So my number one uh, entrepreneur tip for maintaining work-life balance is schedule it. It sounds incredibly nerdy and maybe a little anal, but if it's in my schedule, it gets done. So I have color codes for 
things that I'm doing for work, I put in time to make sure that I'm making dinner and hanging out with my my family and young son. And I also have color codes for going out with friends and for um, going to the gym. So literally, if it's in my schedule, it gets done and I budget my time accordingly. So it may take a little more time on the front end, but scheduling those components into your daily calendar that you look at will help you remain accountable and make sure that you don't completely overlook your personal life because you're busy building your business. Yes, I cannot stress this enough. It's all about scheduling, putting everything on the calendar and following through. And I agree with you. If you have them on your calendar, if you schedule them and you make time for them, it gets done. So I'm really big on scheduling um, as well. So for our listeners out there, I know I can relate with with this work life balance. So it's 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 a struggle for every one of us. But it's it all about yes, it's all about making time for those priorities that you have in your life. I also make goals for each of those components in my life. I'm a very goal driven person. So while they're on my schedule, I also have things that I am looking to attain. So with my with my five year old, I want to make sure that we at least once a week do a science experiment. We at least cook dinner three nights a week together and that we read books every single day. So having those short term goals and then a few longer term goals for family, for my personal relationship, for my physical fitness and also for my business, again, helps me concentrate my drive across a wide spectrum of life yes and then that's inspiring too because you know you you want to get to the you want to accomplish the goal that inspires you to to follow through so great that you've you've mentioned that all right now let's talk about success and what success mean to you your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Having had the benefit of a, of a longer entrepreneurial journey, I've had the chance to watch my measurement of success change and grow with me as I grow and age as an individual. At the beginning, I wanted to very monetarily, like success to me was replacing the income that I used to receive from corporate America with my own business. And as that, as that goal was achieved, it felt great, but there was, there's more to success than, than money, as you mentioned. The ability to work remotely, I spend August in Turks and Caicos every year, and that truly feels successful, running a national business and being able to do that from the beach as opposed to a cube in a skyscraper somewhere is is success to me. And having the flexibility in my schedule to, yes, probably work until one o'clock in the morning, but also be able to participate in my son's Valentine's Day preschool event. Um, the, the quality of life as an entrepreneur and where I am currently is, is what I measure success by and I do feel very successful. Wow. I mean, that having that flexibility to do what you want, where you want, when you want it, I think that's the ultimate of success that we all aspire to be. Great perspective there. And I agree with you. Of course, we are in business to be profitable because we have to sustain our business. But at the end of the day, 
I think what fulfills us is knowing that we we have achieved that kind of flexibility, the independence, the sense of contribution, the sense of that we have made a difference in other people's life because of what we're doing. And of course, being not being dictated by somebody else's, but we are able to create that our own destiny, our own success because of what we do. Great uh, perspective there. So thanks for sharing. Now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Um, I think I mentioned one previously, and that is looking at your idea very, very constructively and from outside the box. Every idea is a good idea, especially if it's yours, but doing, taking the time to look at your idea, seeing if there's a large enough market to support a service or for you to innovate within and understanding if you can target that market and if you have the expertise yourself to make that change or to make that service is incredibly key in the success of being an entrepreneur. If you don't have all the skills to build your own business, and very few people do, I think the second most important thing you can do is find a co-founder or a business partner. And many people select from their friends and family because those are the people they're comfortable with. That is usually not the best pool for you to choose from. I recommend going to um, entrepreneur meetups, doing some entrepreneur matchmaking on something like cofounderslab.com, where you can find people of like-mindedness, who have skills that you don't have, where you can find your perfect partner that's going to make your dream a reality. Wow, great uh, tips or advice that you shared with us there um, that we can all take action on today. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to really research that idea, you know, look outside the box, as they used to say, and know that if if it is a viable business, do you have that expertise? And if you don't have it, find somebody who has it, find somebody that can Compliment you. Find a business partner. Find a co-founder that can that, that have the same vision as you, and that that you complement each other. And it's really important to note also what uh, Danielle just shared with us that to really choose the, the, the right partner. And most more often, um, a family uh, as a business partner. Like I've heard horrible stories about it, but of course there are exceptions to the rule. But really, the bottom line is to really find the, the right partner for you in your business because this is a business that you are going to be dealing with on a daily basis. It's really important to find the right partner with you that share the same vision, the same the same goal, the same values as you do. So great tips there that we can all take action on today. And I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? 
Yes. My all-time favorite entrepreneurial book is The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. And it sounds like a sales book, but really, I think it applies even more so to being an entrepreneur. And in business books, a lot of times the material you get is very dry. And while you're learning from it and taking notes, it's not emotionally engaging. And you'll find this book is very atypical and very engaging and has absolutely made a huge difference in my perspective, in the way I set my goals and the way I achieve my goals. Yes, I love that book. That's The Greatest Salesman in the World by Augmented. Lots of takeaways or lots of tips. I'll make sure to have this on our resource page as well. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool or app that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and which you can share our listeners with? I am a huge fan of Pixlr. It's P-I-X-L-R.com. And it is the startup entrepreneur's free version of Photoshop with a few more filters and a few more interesting things you can do. It's going to allow you to create memes. It's going to allow you to create a lot of your advertisements for Facebook, a lot of your social media components for free as opposed to the uh, the, the, the big dollar, the dollar tag of of Photoshop and it can be shared across multiple users, multiple platforms. And again, that can't be done as easily with Photoshop. So that's something that's changed how I've done business and it's a tool I really enjoy using. Wow, I'm definitely going to check that one out. This is a Spixler. Uh, it's a photo, Photoshop editing um, software uh, that is free, a free tool. I'm definitely going to be checking it out. And I'll, I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well for others to look into. And especially nowadays when people, when we are so visual on the internet, really important to be creative about that. And this tool affords us to do that. So that's Pixlr, P-I-X-L-E-R. No E. Oh, e, oh, no, e, P-I-X-L-R, sorry. Yes, Pixlr. everyone makes that typo. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> no, compute. I, I just did. <laughs> so that's Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R. Last but not on the list, Danielle, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. So my, my stance in the, the concept of name change is that not every woman should change her name after marriage. But if she does choose to, she shouldn't spend 13 hours reinventing the wheel, manually completing her paperwork, standing in long office lines, and eventually finally becoming a missus. She can use MissNowMrs.com and for $29.95 will autocomplete all of her paperwork for state and U.S. government offices, as well as uh, notification letters for banks, credit cards, insurances, mortgage providers, professional licenses, the never-ending list of things that your name is on. And if you'd like up to catch up with me, you can always reach us at support at missnowmrs.com. And my uh, Twitter handle is at missnowmrs.com. Wow, so that's missnowmrs.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now, missnowmrs.com. Check out what they are there. And if their products or services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in and be on their newsletter so you can be updated on what they are putting out there. Again, that link is missnowmrs.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash 
Danielle Tate or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, the link is missnowmrs.com or you could reach them at support at missnowmrs.com. And also from there, you can connect to their social media profiles. Again, the link is missnowmrs.com. Danielle, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four. Type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.